three things you say on your website, which is really indicative, I think, of the way you work and you've and it's walking, watching and reacting. Um, walking, uh, by looking at your work, you wander an awful lot. Yeah, yeah you, you, you have to. You have to wander. It's, it's, the, uh, it's the art of walking without a destination in mind. You know, you're not walking to get somewhere. It's the lost art of walking to nowhere. Yeah. And what you want to do is you literally just empty your mind and walk there's nothing to it there's nothing there's no secret to it there's no trick it, just walking without wanting to go anywhere and you'd be amazed what you find you know because there's paths all over the place you know we sort of you they're called desire lines and get these desire lines you know when you see a footpath and there's a quicker way to get somewhere else and people walk along these places and these 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 paths get sort of worn in and, you know, sheep and animals do a similar sort of thing. So there's these little trails that just lead off here and lead off there. And I just think, you know, there's no no real reason I'll choose left or choose right. I'm just going to go and do it. And they'd be amazed, absolutely amazed what you stumble across. Absolutely amazed. And if you go off piste or, or go to places where people aren't generally going to go, that's where, it's, that's where I think that's where the interesting photographs start to happen especially if you're in the frame of mind if you've got an empty an empty mind you are just literally reacting to this to what you're seeing in front of you and then you kind of work out later why you've done it you know it'll all be in there or wanting to come out so i just literally walk and see and see where it takes me and it's simple as that there's no like i said there's no trick but you know i think um I think like a, a, a pre, as soon as you sort of predetermine a destination and you go, I'm going to go out for three hours today. I'm going to go to this place. I'm going to photograph this place. And I'm going to walk the same way back. You've almost set yourself up to fail straight away. You know, there's no, you, you, you're not going to be, um, you, you've got an idea in your head and you, I don't want an idea. I, I, I want to feel it. I want, I want whatever's in me to sort of come out in the in the place I'm photographing. So it should be like a self-portrait, you know. When you look at when you make a landscape photograph, it should be you looking at the landscape and then you photographing whatever bounces back. You know, that's how I that's how I sort of see it behind you. Because the landscape's been moulded and manipulated by mankind for eons and we think of something as a natural landscape when it, it blatantly isn't, you know, it's been it's it's it, the hand of man has changed it completely and it'll continue to do so and so forth. But I, I try and think about the people who have moulded the landscape. And I try and imagine, when I make a photograph, I try and imagine them, all these people, are long dead, you know, that sort, sort of stood behind me watching me. And I, I, use, a, I, I use this phrase occasionally. It's, it's, like the, the, it's like the dead sing songs, and I'm trying to learn to listen to that. And you see the way the land, you know, they see, see the way they've done the landscape, made it, made it, made it into something different. But I like that. I like that fluidity. You know that fluidity of the landscape, the way it changes. You know, the, in in sixty odd years or thirty years or however long I live, it's a comfort to me to know that while I'm, you know, I've gone, but the landscape will, you know, continue. It'll it'll remain and it'll keep changing and evolving. And especially in Britain, especially in Britain, you know, we've got we're, we're a tiny, tiny little place with so much crammed into it, and then suddenly, suddenly you. you there's there's no sort of great wilderness here. It's it's all it, the, the hand of man is evident, evident everywhere. 
you know, up in Derbyshire, um, I don't live in Derbyshire, I live in um, Yorkshire, but it, it's a hop, skip and a jump over into Derbyshire. I mean, there's a lot of old stone circles, you know, and obviously you've got the, the, the farmland, the Light Peak, which is a limestone-based place, and the Dark Peak, which is a, a grit stone. And they're, they're vastly different, but it just takes you minutes to cross into one and the other. But I like that... Um, I like that. It, it, it's exactly how it should be. There should be a dark bit and there should be a light bit, you know. And whichever sort of mood you find, you know, it's amazing where you where you find yourself and you realise you've walked somewhere, you know, and with, without sort of thinking about it, without overthinking it. You're not trying to get somewhere, but you you almost go somewhere to match your mood without sort of realising it. And you find yourself, oh, I'm in a bad mood today or a miserable mood and I go to places where... Bad things have happened, or there's you know miserable looking places. You know, I mean the the, the weather plays a huge part as well because it's such a, you know, as British we're obsessed obsessed with the weather, are we not? It's all we all we talk about, but we, because it's so changeable, you know, that's that's I suppose that's why we're so obsessed with it, you know. But yeah, that's that's basically it. <laughs> it's re really interesting. I just pick you up on a on a point you mentioned that uh, um, that the landscape almost becomes a self portrait. Yeah. And the more I photograph, mm. the more aware I am of that aspect of photography. That uh, whenever I'm uh, and uh, what intrigues me about this um, about clearing the mind, mm. um, have you found yourself walking and not being clear enough your mind set? In order to photograph. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's. Um, I think when you when when you walk, you make sense of whatever's going on in your life at the time. Uh, well, yeah, that's a, that's another interesting aspect because mm. the thing is, there's a um, there's a Latin phrase called solvitor ambulado, which just kind of loosely means everything is solved by walking. Yeah, yeah. And I kind of think that that uh, if you are in that s wonderful state of being able to cleanse your mind yeah, of yeah. everything, uh, that uh, th that everything becomes more um, um, focused. Of course, yeah. It's like um, it's like dreaming when you're awake. Mm. You know, that's like you 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 walking you're walking along, and you you can almost feel it. It's almost like a physical feeling. You you you, you, you every every step you take, you're leaving something else. You know, leaving something behind. And every step forward you make, you, you, you're gaining something as well. So it's a, you, you're moving through. Yes. You're moving through, but you, you you have to leave something. That's that that's the that's the trick, I suppose. Is you is realizing that you have to leave something behind when you take something. You know, you're taking yeah. from the landscape, but you have to leave something of yourself behind as well. Right. You know, it should be a mirror. It should be a, and a window. When you're out and you've photographed something, mm. um, <clears throat> how hard do you work? that little area you may have found uh do you spend a lot of time there or are they kind of or are they half a dozen shots or are they a couple of shots I, I i don't make a lot of photographs when i'm in a place maybe it, it really does depend what i'm doing and it's in the situation i sort of find myself in if i like i like days sometimes when the when the wind is howling and the clouds part, and it's a little bit of sunshine suddenly illuminates something. I like I like to work quickly. People always say, no, landscape photography, just use a tripod, slow down. It's like rubbish, speed up. You know, I like I like to work quickly. So I make maybe not, maybe ten exposures, regardless of what I'm shooting on, digital or film. It doesn't it doesn't that's that's inconsequential. Mm -hmm. I don't I don't shoot a lot. I, I I know I know when I've done it. You know, you get that you straight away you realise oh. I've I've done this and I can I can I can put the camera away now you know oh, I, I never do but you know I can, I could if I wanted yes. to 
but because you, you never know what you're going to you're going to bump into. But there's always a, there's always a point. It becomes very very intuitive, very natural um, sensation to realise I've right, that's exactly what I wanted. That's exactly and and but you don't realise it till you've done it. You know, it's uh, it's only afterwards that you sort of can you, you start to make sense of what you what you're sort of photographing. I was I was thinking away. I mean, I shoot. I used to shoot a lot in quarries, specifically, yeah. Yeah. specifically because I was. No, I was just amazed at the amount of stuff that had been removed, yeah. and there was something really perverse yeah. about being somewhere. A that you're not really supposed to be. I, I like that. Um, I kind of like that. You know, you, it's, it's, I'm not advocating trespass or um, even though it's only a civil offence and cannot be. Uh, you know, no criminal proceedings can be brought against you. But um, well, I think that's true. Don't hold me. Don't quote me on that. But yeah, you know, I think I think there's just something wonderful about. Um, those out of the way places, because because in in life in general we we adhere to the rules and we um, we live a certain way and we, we you know we, we we we're not terrible to other people and you you, you try and live as a, a decent life as you can but when you go into a quarry or somewhere you're not really sort of supposed to be it's it's like the last a last act of rebellion, you know, and there's not many of those left for me. You know, I'm a, I'm sort of, you know, vastly approaching middle age and I don't get to do that much anymore. So there's something, there's something like a childlike pervert, you know, childlike um, naughtiness to it almost, which I always, always quite enjoy. But aside from that sort of rather fleeting moment, you kind of stand on the lip of a quarry and look over it. And it's that decision whether to, sometimes I decide to walk away because sometimes it just doesn't, it just doesn't seem right yeah. to do. Yeah. And I used to do a lot of, I used to go in a lot at night, and then when you go into you know quarries at night, it the place changes completely, it becomes much more sinister, much more yeah. strange, you know. And I'd go into these places, there'd be these huge rotting hulks of machinery. You'd smell them, you'd smell that sort of damp diesel before you'd see them, you know, and you'd have a, a head torch on. So the head torch was, you know, you, it's only picking out. It made it all the more scary because your night vision's affected by it. So you're only, you're only picking out mm. sort of little bits. But I I think that the act of scaring yourself as well, it makes you feel more alive. You know, how often do you get scared? And, and you're kind of forcing yourself into these situations. But, you know, I did, I never spent too long in there. I'd make make what I wanted to do. And then, I think, yeah, I've, I've spent too long here and I've pushed my luck and I'll get out, you know. Right. Uh, so... When you're um, when you're discovering these places on your walks, oh. um, do they tell you? Yeah, there's a series of, or do they not? No, no, not 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 specifically. I, the the places don't inform the series. I've the the projects I've made. The it's it's almost that the the locations don't matter. It's um, it's a much more insular thing within me. You know, I could be I can be anywhere. It's I make I start making a series without even thinking about making a series. It's just only after you've made. It's like playing, you know. You have to sort of play with it a little bit, and mm. you and you you start making you start making a body of work, and then you you keep photographing and keep photographing and try not to th overthink it. You know, that's I think I think okay. there's a devil in that. You know, of over overthinking something. And like, see, when, once it's finished, or or, or certainly towards the end, mm. you begin to realise. I, I I begin to realise why I've done it. I, I I'd love to say I I have a plan, and I go out and it's a, a noble plan, and I'll go out and photograph this specific. But I'm just not that together. I just can't work that way, you know. Yeah. I yeah. photograph from my heart, not my head. Yeah. I suppose is the word what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was I was uh, photographing uh, yesterday. I went to um, a festival uh, in Cardiff Castle yesterday, and it was uh, and I 
it's very busy and lots of people but i um trying to isolate yourself in those circumstances um i like that ch challenge yeah. uh, um and being almost not there but i'm there yeah <laughs> if, if you know what i mean yeah. uh, i'm the, my ca the camera is is uh, and so you're um it's like hunting really yeah. and um you can't talk, really talk to anybody yeah. and um they look at you in a very quirky way and I can I and you get that and it's that thing of going to a to a quarry at night I can't I'm I've never thought about that I highly recommend it but, okay I highly recommend it yeah. just for the sheer oddness of it because yeah. there's nothing else in, I've done in my life that's been like it you know yeah. I've, I've done various things you know as we all have it in does. our youths and whatnot you know we've you've pushed pushed certain boundaries and and you've got away with it yeah. and I like getting away with it you know there's a, so have you I mean pushing um uh, being experimental in your work I mean um we, we'll come to that a little later but uh, uh, experimenting is really important oh, aspect of your work yeah without a doubt yeah because I I think if if you're ex if you if you're prone to prone to experimentation, I, I want to see I want to see what the world looks like using different um, diff using different things to capture it. You know, capture what I'm trying to you know sort of get across. I think a new technique or a new a new way of looking at things. It's you're constantly trying to evolve. You know, I want to evolve. There's always something new to learn. I, if you if you if you're just shooting the same stuff on the sh in the same way, you, you're not gonna you, you're not doing yourself any favors or anybody else. You know you know it's I want to I want to learn. You know that's what I want to do. So where does where does that love of photography and experimenting come from? I think when I was well, photography. I, I, there's always there was always there were always cameras in the house when I was a child. Always cameras. And my, my father would go to house clearance auction so i'd get come back with boxes of crap for a pound and i'd get there'd always be cameras in there you know because and so there was a i think the first camera i, I ever got was a it was like a 120 medium format thing you'd so the roll film yeah, you know, yeah. to, and i photographed my dinosaurs I'd toy dinosaurs in the garden i'd make dioramas and <laughs> slightly room with the houses behind them so they weren't but there was always that you know there was it was it was always that, that need to see how things looked photographed if that makes Yes. sense yeah um so there, there, there was always something there but you know i i, I mean I, I went to art college well i was very lucky i left school at 16 and went to art college and straight away you know from the constrictions of a school life to suddenly be thrown into a place that where you're treated like an adult for the first time in life and you're 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 encouraged to express yourself and experiment it, it, and it was just literally that. It was just literally that. just that encouragement. Certain lecturers it were it were very very instrumental in pushing me a certain way and, and guiding me, but without 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 being um, without being overbearing about it. You know, it should it was a gentle coaxing pro process, and it took me a while to sort of come out myself. And the problem, I suppose, in, in, in photography, you never feel like you ever have enough time to finish you know there's there's always that that's the trade-off isn't it you know yeah. you're never going to finish there's always something new to learn so i think i, I want to cram as much as I, as I can in every single facet i can do while i can because there's going to be a day i'm always very aware of this there's going to be a day when i'm not going to be able to go into a quarry i'll be too old or i'll lose a leg or, or whatever you know you know some some terrible thing will befall me but there's going to be a day so i'm always extremely grateful that i can do this i can go out and and it's remembering that as well while while you're out in these places, remembering how lucky I am to be able to experience this and to photograph it. Right. Do you draw? Do you paint? I used to paint. I always drew as a child. You know, felt yeah. tips, crayons. You yeah. know, yeah. It was. It, 
things in here have to into in my head you know for the for the benefit of the listeners i just touched my head but th- <laughs> things in my head have to they have to come out so they came down my arm they, and, and if it's a pencil a paintbrush you know papier mache whatever you know it, 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 it there's that need to express yourself to and and to get something out you know i had a job i had, I had a, a terrible job in an office for um some, some years and i i i it was it was boring, and I, and I noticed that all day I would doodle, I doodle, and so I had reams and reams of A4 paper with these these doodles, these awful, you know, terrifying. Really looking back on it, what was going on with, what was going on in my head? But it became, you know, it's it, I, I'm not I I can't do that. I have to I have to be able to express myself and and try and you know try and understand the world. That's all I'm trying to do, and to be understood because that's as human beings, yeah, so that, that's all we want to be. We yes. want to be understood. So making work that matters then. If if it matters to me, I mean, I'd I'd be lying if I said I don't want people to look at it. But I'd do it. I'd do this if no one looked at it. Of course I would, you know. But I love the fact that people look at it. You know, I think you think it's raised to say, "Oh, I'm not bothered." If people don't look, of course I'm bothered. You know, a work's only ever completed when someone else looks at it. You know, mm. when when you finish the project, that's when it becomes complete. When you've when you've put it off out there, and people, and then it then it then it turns into something else. You know, complete. You have to let it go. You have to let it, like teenage child. You have to you have to let this go. You have to go fly my beauties. You know, be, become something else. And 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 people take it and and run with it and 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 then make it their own because they've only got their own they've only got their own minds to bring to bear on this this which is essentially a two D flat representation of something I've seen. That's all it is. And they've you know there's no there's no trick. It's um. You know, you've just got your own life and your own memories and your own opinions to to bear upon this this two dimensional representation of something someone else has seen, mm. something that that you know I I think this is interesting mm. enough to photograph and I want you I want to show you this is you know, this is this is what I find interesting. How far afield do you go in your work? I mean, I mean, you live in Yorkshire, you're near to the Dales. So, do you wander uh, far afield? Do you go to other countries, or do you go, or are you basi- or basically? I, I am ge- geographically. I, I'm somewhat constricted. You know, I have a I have a young son. I have to look after. Mm. So I am constricted in in terms of my geographical location. I can only go a certain unless you know, like today, I'm in Wales. And yesterday, and last weekend, I was in Scotland. You know, mm. so I do. I try and go as many places as time allows. You know, mm. but like I said, the location isn't. It, it almost isn't important. You know, I think um, if you live in a certain area, you can you could spend a lot of time there and really, really, really get into get to grips with the place yeah. and really understand the place. You know, and re- go back to the same place. I find myself revisiting an awful uh, lot. Yes, I was going to ask you that. Yeah. So, I, I mean, how often? Do you? I mean, yes. Uh, revisiting is sometimes uh, an eye, op- literally an oh, eye opener. Yeah, yeah. um, it gives you, um, a, 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 <clears throat> even coming to somewhere from a different angle, yeah. is. Um, but then it becomes a specific thing that you're doing, yeah. rather, <laughs> yeah. rather than the wandering yeah, anywhere. Yeah, you're yeah. going back to a specific location. Uh, what What would pull you back to a specific location? Uh, don't, um, the way I felt at the time. The the first visit, I think if uh, if I felt a certain way, if it was a good, if I felt good, I want to go back there just because I want to feel good again. Mm. You know, it's it can be as simple as that. You know, I, I felt a certain way in a certain place. Cause, you know, the the way you feel when when you're photographing is very important, I suppose. Right. You know, there's sometimes when 
I, I won't make a, I'll, I can walk around for a day and I won't won't make a photograph yeah, so th does that frustration really um, uh, play games with you yeah it's 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 accepting it it's just accepting it mate and realizing that and forgiving yourself as well you know you don't be too hard on yourself you know you know there's there's days when there's days when you're a king and there's days when you, you you're a, you're you're, you're flattening your ass you know there's, there's just that's the way it is you know that's the that's the trade-off that's the trade-off you know there's gonna be days when you're a superstar and other days when you're just rubbish you know but that's okay you know sometimes it's sometimes you don't need to take a photograph sometimes it's just nice just wonderful and beautiful to be somewhere Yes. Amazing, you know, yes. and just appreciate it for for what it is. Some a photograph can because everyone photographs now. Everyone's got the phones out all the time. You see so many people not looking at what's in front of them. You know, you, you go to yeah, the yeah, yeah, see yeah. people taking photographs on the Mona Lisa and looking at it on the phone. You know, yeah. <laughs> you know, or, or, or gigs the you, you the ubiquitous sort of phones in the air at, yeah. at gigs. No one. No one's looking at what's going on. Everyone's looking at the back of these screens now. So I think sometimes, yeah, you, you, you've got to just forgive yourself um, for not making images and mm. enjoy, just enjoy being where you are. So uh, what <coughs> about playing with this idea of digital and film? Um, I mean, uh, w one intriguing thing uh, that you've done uh, of late is, um, and I remember uh, with me, uh, there used to be a pile of 35 mil canisters on the shelf oh, yeah, yeah. that I never got <laughs> that I never that I never bothered to process um, but you've uh, <clears throat> experimented again but you've come up with this idea of, of double exposing those uh, um, films yeah. that you found yeah. um, uh, and some quite amazing results I was surprised <laughs> pleasantly surprised <laughs> well I, I mean I'd had these films that were, there were, I think there was 20 in all 20 35 mil canisters you know undeveloped but exposed you know, so all in the drawer so I, I fashioned a um a, a device so i could get the leaders out again you know but a bit of double-sided sticky tape and a bit of film <laughs> and i spent time sort of shoving them down into the into the sort of trying to pull the, the leaders out again and i found them in a drawer then there must 20 and they opened this drawer and they were glittering at me like you know, some beautiful jewels and i thought i must I, I, and i had an inkling what might be on a few of them but it'd been so long i, I really didn't know and it was like it was like having a conversation with uh, the, the 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 possibility of having a conversation with my past self a collaboration with my past self wow. and i really really liked that idea and yeah. that was an idea that sort of formulated in my head you know it wasn't but you 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 were very limited with what you could you, i could have got them all processed and it had been okay but i wanted to, i wanted that um, i wanted that connection with myself you know it was like being offered the opportunity to go back in time and talk to talk to um, however i was 20 years old you know <laughs> You know what? What an opportunity! And I like the fact that there was there was only there was a, a set number. I only, I was only going to be able to do this for a set set period of time. It couldn't be a. It had to be in that sort of frame of time. And I like that restriction. And my father gave me um, a thirty-five mil compact point and shoot camera. Um, it was a. I don't know. I can't remember the name. It was a Canon something doozy flop. I don't remember. But it had a big zoom. And dads in the nineties liked to zoom. You know, yeah, they yeah. did. They really did. It yeah. was a. You know, they, they, so we had this huge, ludicrous zoom on it. But by the by, so I, I, I got that. I think. But I like that connection as well. You know, I like that connect. I like the way my father was somehow connected. Then I was using his camera, to to re-expose these films, and I was able to go out. And I was, I didn't. Again, I didn't try to think. It, through too much because there was, there was an, an element of serendipity involved 
But then I started forgetting the film's processed and they, they started coming back. And they were all, they were, some were colour, some were black and white, some were slide, a tungsten balance slide film. Wow. What the hell am I doing with this? But, <laughs> you know, so I, I had to, I, I had to, when I scanned them and I, and I, I put them in Photoshop and I, I made, I wanted them to be uniform. But I also wanted to, I also wanted to destroy them in a way. I wanted to destroy that link, you know, because it, that was the, that was the point. I had this opportunity to talk to myself, then I wanted it done. I wanted it gone because I was a vastly different person, and as we all were, you know, mm. when you're twenty years old, mm. it seemed like the perfect opportunity to go and go and have a chat with myself. And I tried to imagine what I'd say to myself. And I tried to sort of every when I was walking, and I, I and I, I didn't really sort of think too much about what I was photographing, mm. but then I started to get the films processed, and I started to get them back. And there were pictures of friends who died on there, superimposed with my son over them, you know. And they never met, and that, it, it was painful. It was, it was, it was very, very painful to do, mm. very painful. But at the same time, it, it, it was, it was beautiful as well. But it, it had to be that way. It had to be that way. But what I've done is, um, I've kept one back, one film, which I'm going to put in a drawer for another twenty years, and I'll, I'll go and photograph again in twenty years' time. So I can talk to myself. So you know, when I'm when I'm what sixty, I'll go and I'll I'll, I'll redo it. So hopefully, it's cameras. Hopefully, you know, unless we're all on, a, on an island, something fighting each other for those three molecules of water or something. You know, hopefully we'll we'll also be here and I'll be able to do that. But that's 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 that was the basic premise behind it. Right. Okay. This isn't the first time you've done double exposure. That's right. Expand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. I have a. I have a friend in America, uh, a photographer called James, Jackie Golding. She, she, she's known online as James Golding. Um, strangely, I'm meeting her next next weekend. She's come over to my house. She's <laughs> so we've never met, you know, obviously. But you like like all these things, you built up a, a rapport and a relationship. And I know she was doing um, doing double exposures using a camera called a Holger, which is a a, a medium format plastic. Near as much makes no difference point and shoot I, I suppose with a plastic lens and I, I always quite liked the the, the 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 aspect it was a you know no technology no technology at all there was something really really sort of quite pleasing about it you know it took took a lot of problems out the window and gave you a load of different ones and <laughs> and we 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 started um we, we decided we chatted about it and said oh let's 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 do a role so the the premise was I, I shoot a role in my Holger she shoots a role in her Holger well, she sees in California I'm in the Peak District, and then we rewound the rolls, put them in the loving, caring arms of the British Postal Service and U.S. Postal Service, and they'd fly over the uh, over the sea. We'd get each other's roll and then re-expose them. You know, simple as that. Simple as that. It's very easy to do. Very easy to do. And we called the um, what do we call it? I don't remember. I can't remember the name of the blooming project now. Tales from a Tales. Bingo. That's it. That's all I needed. Yeah. Tales from a non-existent land. And um, it was a start. We, it, I was surprised. I was I was consistently surprised how well they turned out. How these two totally different people from totally different parts of the world, and there was just something lovely as well about receiving a film, something tangible, so someone that you knew she'd handle it. So when I when I went out walking, I tried to imagine her with me. I tried to imagine this lady I've never met, this sort of fifty year old, sort of hippieish looking. A uh, woman that I, you know, that I'd never met, and I tried to imagine her walking with me, and what we'd photograph together, and we created this, this, this totally different world, this, this, this non-existent land, 
and it was lovely. It was it was it was such a, a, a breath of fresh air. You know, it was it was such a wonderful thing to be part of. It wasn't serious. There was no no agenda to it. It was just shooting for the the sheer pleasure of shooting and making a connection with someone ever, that's no closer than a stranger to me. You know, making that connection and being understood by someone else. So we we kept at it, and we've I think we've done a maybe five roles. Over about five years or something like that. So it's not every year, obviously, you know. It's a it's a, a, a once in a blue moon event. And believe me, they don't always work. You know, they, we cherry pick. Um, we chose because some are absolutely rubbish. But but a lot of them, a lot of them, um, a lot of them work amazingly well. I'm very surprised. I mean, we even entered some in a, into some competitions in the states, and they were very well received and exhibited in. Um, Somewhere in Texas or something, I don't remember, but you know, I was always really surprised. You know, well, it's that, it's that wabi sabi thing, isn't it? It's uh, perfection and the imperfection, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and that's, I guess, what uh, a Holger camera gives you. Oh, they're awful things, the terrible things to yeah. use, they you know the rubbish. I mean, the optics are awful, awful, but they add. They give you a, a dreamy, you know. There's a vignette to them, and yeah. the, you, the light, le- the light leaks are tremendous things. It's, you go out with it, you just never know what you're going to get, and I, I love that. I absolutely adore that. That that sensation of it could all go wrong, and it doesn't matter if it goes wrong. It doesn't. It, it just doesn't matter. <laughs> Wonderful things they are. I highly recommend everyone, uh, everyone getting one. They've stopped making them now, so you know that gold dust, but. Bag one while you can. It's like the Polaroids as well, oh, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, um, um, of uh, either medium, which do you prefer to work in, digital or film? Either or, not bothered at all. Right. They don't... I don't even think about it, really. It's just yeah. I've got a digital camera and I've got film cameras. My favourite cameras to use are pinholes. I, I make right. um, yes. solographs. The, yes, um, oh, which are amazing things. Oh, thank you very much. I, yeah. I love them to bits. What what can do you use? What, uh, oh, you whatever, stick... whatever, <laughs> whatever particular alcoholic binge I've been on that week. It just depends. <laughs> it, it really just depends. I find, um, I find um, any, any, um, any Guinness cat, you know, that sort of size can yes. anything, you know, and it's such a fantastic excuse to go and buy a four pack, you know, <laughs> you know, I'm creating, damn it, I'm creating, you know, and so it's, yeah, it, the simple enough, very simple things to make. It's just a piece of five by seven darkroom yeah. paper yeah. and a pinhole. Yeah. And and all you have to do is go and walk out walk out somewhere where no one's going to be because people are devils for them. People are curious about them. So I've had quite a few uh, nicked of you. Yeah, you know, either either stolen or 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 cut open or torn apart because those these human beings are curious little scamps at the best of times are they not? And they'll, they'll, I don't know what they expect to find in there, but I, I I've started sort of thinking I'll. I'll I'll tape sort of biohazard warnings on them or something, and so hopefully people will leave them alone. You know? <laughs> but or, or, but to be fair, this this last this recent batch, I tend to I tend to do it in between projects because it's such a wonderful thing to bridge that gap that that low bit when after you've you've, you've made something you've finished and you find yourself twenty things. What the hell am I going to do with myself? Mm-hmm. And I find it a really really quite a a soothing thing to go and do, and also the time aspect because. They think these things you can leave them for as long as you want, yeah. you know, years. In fact, there's, there's 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 ones I've lost. I've got no idea where they are, and they're still out there somewhere gathering, gathering light. I'd love to find them again, but you know, I did so many at first, and I never wrote them down. So I tend to write a list now, very ambiguous list. So like, um, uphill near dead sheep or something like that. So it, it's still that yeah, I still might forget, but I like, I'm you know, photographers should be obsessed with time. Yes. I know you're very obsessed with time, especially yeah. as I get older, especially as I get older and you realise that it's not it's running out quickly, yeah. you know. And I, I, I love the fact that when I leave one, when I come back, it, it's a different 
different person picking up that enough times elapsed for it to be a different person picking it up and I, I i sort of again it's like a conversation with my past self a little bit like the the, the based on a false story i like i like to come back and okay only two months has elapsed but it's enough time for a great many things to have happened in your life a great many things to happen in the world so it's all sort of compressed down onto this sort of little five or seven uh piece of paper i mean i i, I lost a friend a few weeks ago and um the solographs are put up before he died and then I go and collect them, the same ones after he died. And I look at the prints, the pictures, and I know in there somewhere, I look at them and I know in there somewhere the, the, the point where he stopped breathing, you know. And I know that's I know that's a, a, perhaps a, a, a maudling way to look at them. But you can't, I, I, you know, the, whatever's gone on in your life, you kind of look at these things and go, it's all in there, that all happened then. But aside from the fact that, Aside from the fact, I suppose you're looking, you're you're looking at a photograph the way perhaps a tree would experience time if it could. You know that slowing, that slow. You know, I'm in there somewhere. There's the port. There's there's the there's me walking away from it. There's me coming back to pick it up. It's all in there. Okay, you just can't see it, but it's all in there. And you just have to kind of sort of think of it that way, I suppose, and apply it to that. So your body and soul. Yeah. Is a camera really? I guess yeah, if you like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course it is, yeah. Oh, every blink. <laughs> every blink yeah. um i mean the solar the solographs are i like i like leaving them i like i like walking away from them and forgetting about them for a while you know and i love the fact that that little seeds little photographic seeds are just planted creative littering i suppose it is yeah. you know because you, you you know you're sort of taping them taping them up and i take them up, up anything i can you know it's got gaffer tape and uh Cable ties. I look so, it looks so dodgy when I go in a shop and I want gaffer tape and cable ties and or you know and I've got a craft knife in my bag. It looks so sinister. God knows what they must think, but you know. So I, I need all this stuff so I can you know you're trying to explain. I need these for pinholes. No, not not for murders. You know, I need them for pinholes. Um, but I love I, I I love leaving them. You know. We've talked about the um, uh, process of um, making solographs. What is the image you end up with, Al? The image. Well. The image is literally well. It's a basically it's a negative. You've got a negative image, and you you do have to digitalize it, or you don't have to. You know, you're not developing anything. You're doing this. You know, it's black and white darkroom paper. You know, so you can get it out fairly quickly and stick it on a scanner. You scan it in, and then and it's when you invert it, and it becomes a, a positive again. Mm. So that's when it becomes you know it becomes that wonderful blue color. And that's when you see. Yeah, that's when you see what you really. Get. Because, but then you have to spin it around, and you can flip it how you want, and you, you just tweak a few levels. Very, very sort of simple. I'd, I'd like. I've, I've printed. A, I've only printed ever printed one out, um, for a friend. A friend asked me. I've never thought about printing them. Printing them, um, but uh, you're limited because you can only. They're only small, and you yes. can only. And you've got to be quick with the scan. You can't do a long, long scan because there's light. Obviously, hitting light centre of yes. paper, so it has to be a very quick scan, you know. So yeah. you can only scan them at something like six hundred DPI, yeah. um, at the original size. So they can't really be blown up immense. Oh, they could do, you'd, but you know, the degradation may be a may be an issue. Yeah, but the 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 uh, the size really is their joy in. Of course, way, it is. It? Yeah, you've got a, a beautiful little, you know, it's the whole world <laughs> compressed into a five by seven piece of paper. The whole. Everything that happened in that time is there in there. If you think about it that way, or it's just a photograph of some some trees in the sun. It, but it depends how deeply you want to sort of think about it. You know, the um, I like that the, the the best one I ever ever made. I'd uh, uh, was um, 
I'd left it uh, left it in a tree for uh, I think around a month, and some bird crow I suppose had come and pecked pecked a hole in the top. But I and and it let all the water and leaves and animal and bugs and weather had got into, and of course a lot of light. And that was the that was my favourite one I'd ever done. I loved the thought of being helped by animals and nature, and everything sort of got it. I might you know I. I I almost almost thought about sticking bird seed on the top of each one just so just so things could come along and peck at them and 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 help me in some way but it made such a bizarre photograph and I I and you know it's the only time it's ever happened but it's the best one I ever did the best one it made so much sense you know all these while I'm gone it's it's been tampered with by nature I love that you you are literally I mean you you're composing a photograph you are composing a photograph as as best you can and you can I, you can imagine what it might look like, but you've got no real idea, you know, no real idea at all. But that, that's part of the charm, you know. I think as you get, as, as slowly you get more experienced, you've got, a, you begin to get a rough idea of what it, it might look like. I've started pointing them upwards, you know, because you get so much more, they look so much more abstract. I think the last one I did, the last one I did was the, it was the best one ever, and it was one that I'd, I'd pointed upwards. So I'm going to start doing that rather than take them to a tree pointing outwards. You, you I like that a lot of water seems to get into them as well, you know, so you, the, the, and they'll create a sort of bizarre sort of speckled effect, almost like a universe, which is what it is essentially, you know, sort of infinity. <laughs> but yeah, it's a, it is, it's totally, a totally pure landscape. There's no, there's, I'm doing nothing. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just putting it up and leaving it and letting, letting it happen. I'm just letting it happen. And it, and you know, forever, however, however long I'm going to leave it. That's, that's all it is, all it is. Scarred landscapes uh, are an important feature of your work. Um, I was looking at one just now. There's a lovely picture of a pool, uh, but there are uh, iron driven is iron driven into the ground in front of the pool. Yeah, and so uh, what's the importance of that sort of darkness and that sort of juxtaposition of man and I think um, it was it's it's landscape. something within me um the non places was a, a a reaction i suppose to something very personal that was going on in my life at the time I was having a very very sort of bad time mentally mm. I was very depressed and um I think the non places um rather than the only way I can express myself is through photographing you know mm. I couldn't not photograph any more than I, you know, than then, you know, than breathing and out. Yeah. So it was about going out, and, and you know, in that sort of frame of mind, you, you're drawn to these places, these out of the way places. You don't want to meet anybody, yeah. and you just sort of found yourself there, and they match up to how I was feeling yeah. um, at the time. Yeah. But it got better. Obviously, I started to get better and better, and the and the project evolved along with it. But I, I was almost. This is a strange thing. I was almost worried about getting better. In case I couldn't make the photographs anymore, you know that was a ludicrous thing. But it's how I felt. I just I was so frightened about getting better in case I couldn't make couldn't make these images. Oh, no, I can relate yeah. to that feeling. It was really strange. Yeah. It was really strange. So it probably took me a lot longer to get well, you yeah. know, because it was a, it was a very very bad time. But I I think it was very difficult to talk about originally, and I almost regret maybe regret maybe mentioning how or revealing how how bad I'd got. That you know, it was, it was, it was. I was very scared about doing that. Very, very nervous about revealing because it's such a taboo, such a taboo subject. Mm. But the, like I said, it wouldn't. It was about that initially, you know. And I was. It was about going to these places, 
because um, I knew I knew more or less no one would be there. Uh, so were you using it as a therapy, really? It, 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 it must have been well. It wasn't it wasn't knowingly. There was nothing cathartic about it. It was it was just a, nece- a necessity a necessity. I'd like you know, if I'd been well, I'd have still gone and. But you know, it, I didn't want to. I think if you say to someone, "I'm going, I'm just off photographing," no one bats an eyelid. All oh, right, okay, no problem. If you, it, it gave me an excuse to be away um, from people and ex- and an, an excuse to be somewhere strange, that matched the way I was feeling. And I just decided the best thing I could do is photograph every single place that I felt and where I felt that you know in that particular way. Um, and they just happened to be happened to be sort of dark places but i mean like i said it, that's that's what that project was about initially but it's also about recovery and about becoming regaining regaining your sort of yourself you know finding yourself again mm. after you know after a, a, a pretty a pretty tough time i have to admit mm. yeah very strange very strange sort of period of my life but you know it's out there now and people don't people don't understand the reasoning behind it and people are very you know thankfully very kind you know um but it was the hardest thing I've probably ever done in my life, is revealing, putting this body of work out, and then really, um, really sort of admitting to people why I'd done it. You know, Rob, Rob Hudson was, um, and a lot of other people were very, very kind to me. And I emailed Rob first and said, look, you know, I, I'm really unsure about this. Can can you just give me a little bit of advice, maybe, and, and, and put me in the right direction? Rob was very encouraging, very, very kind to me. I mean, I'll never forget what he did. And... And he gave me this, gave me the, gave me the strength, I suppose, just to admit. And it was important to admit as well. It was never about a cry for help, and it was never about, it was never about depression. There's, there's people out there, doing better jobs, um, bringing, bringing depression and mental illness into the, into the light, you know, into, into the, the, I suppose, making people aware of it. You know, doing a much better job than I could ever do. You no, know, that, that wasn't what it was about. It was my, it was my own reaction, my own, my own reaction to my own problems and you know but luckily here i am you know it's, I, I got better and I, I survived you know i made made my way through you know it there might be another time you know where it, where it, where i go downhill you know we're all susceptible to it you know it's it could be i was always amazed how um how quickly it um how quickly it becomes apparent that you, you you're not very well and but you you learn to look out for the sort of um the warning signs and you can do something about it now i mean you know it, it just but the photography it, i'm not going to say it saved my life because that's not true but it was a way of working it out God. just working it out the landscapes themselves the scarred the barren the desolate you know of course i'm going to go and photograph stuff like that you know of course i'm going to be in these places you know that's where i wanted to be didn't want to see other people you know and i also didn't want other people you know coming up talking to me I'm, I'm out here doing this yeah it was really funny I was walking um, about seven months ago on the Preseli mountains and there were people on the mountain it was really bogged me off yeah there were people on the mountain how dare you how, how dare, dare you come here yeah. <laughs> walk in this beautiful place yes. <laughs> yeah you know the people ruin it <laughs> people ruin the landscape but I mean you can you can't in the PGT you can't move for you can't move for tripod. People sharpening the tripods, and you know the the the, the rustle of man-made fibres as as the um, sort of like anoraks and, and waterproof trousers they sort of move about. It's just, um, and but I, I don't go and photograph in those places anymore. If you see a if you see a, a line of guys 
um, with tripods, turn around and walk away. Yes. Just turn around and walk away. I mean, if they if they do that, that's up to them. But I don't want to see another sunset. No. You know, as long as I, you know, I don't care. I'm not bothered. If that makes you happy, do whatever you want to do. But just don't expect me to be interested. Oh, <laughs> that sounds so 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 bad tempered. But it's true. It's so it's it's, it's true. You know, I'm not I'm not interested. I'm oh, not with you, a hundred percent. A lot of the, a lot of the places were were, um, were being recolonised by trees. You know, trees are always the and plant life. It seems to come back. So there was always that hope. Always that hope. It wasn't it wasn't despair. There was mm. always a, you'd see these you'd see the landscape sort of like mending itself, and that's that's that was the metaphor. That's that's what I was trying to trying to get across in these in these places. Also, it's you know sometimes it was amazing fun to 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 be in these 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 bonkers places. You know the industry. And again, it's 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 the it's the people, you know, the people in the landscape, you know, that that created these places that you sort of try and try and make that connection with. And it, it was it, it was the whole project was about hope, you know. It wasn't a, wasn't a dark project. It was about it was it was about hope. It was for me personally, but the, 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 I don't think the workers. I mean, you you, I suppose young photographers are pressured, I suppose, um, to show work in a certain way. Um, and I, I'm not claiming I'm the most original person in the world by any means, or the most original photographer. But I just do what feels right. And like I said, like I said before, if the world's ready for that work, then it's going to be ready for that work. Right. You've talked a lot about uh, um, the emotional side and the psychological side and the mental. So is it all about love, really? I think it's well. Look, yeah, I get I, it. Well, that's a tricksy one. It's it. I love I love what I do. I love being able to do it. But I suppose everything, yeah, everything it comes it comes back for that. It's come back it comes back to love, I guess. You know, the, that love for the world I live in, or the love for being able to being able to just walk. And I, I sort of think because I suppose a lot of, I talk to a lot of people, and they they, they kind of wait the waiting to retire. <laughs> you know, and I, I always found that quite a peculiar thing. So, you, you know, you, I'm, I'm waiting till I'm 65, and then I can retire, and then I can really start living. <laughs> you know, when you, when you, you know, the best of the world, your your best years are well, maybe not. You know, some some good years are are over, and I I I feel like I'm in a very privileged position, yeah. and I just try not to lose sight of that. You know, but so it's it's a it's a just a love for a love for the ability and the, and the, and the, and the and the opportunity to do this. Yes. Not everyone can do it, you know. Not everyone's got, you know. I'm just very, very lucky, very, very lucky person to be able to go and do it. It just remembering that, just remembering that, and also, you know, I like, I like the, I like the photographic community. Right. You know, yeah, the, the, yeah. The, the, you, you just start to meet people. You start, people start to engage with you, and and you start to find people who who think the same way as you do. Because like, again, coming back down to being understood, you know, we all want to be understood by people. And it should be a it should, it's got such potential to be a, a a beautiful community of people, and it, I think it is. I think it is. It seems to be a, and considering it's such an insular profession, you know, you're on. I'm on my own ninety percent of the time. So these moments of human contact are, are, are wonderful. You know, wonderful for me because it is sol you, 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 it is solitary. But I wouldn't have it any other way, really. I, I, I like that. I've always been a believer in because uh, I like photographing people. People is right. my kind of world, really. I enjoy that. I enjoy the interaction I get with them because um, I was speaking to a man. I was on a, an assignment, actually, and I was speaking and somebody arrived where I was doing the assignment and I thought he was an interesting character. So I started talking to him. He gave me a cucumber. 
<laughs> which he, he was in his 80s. Like you do, yeah. <laughs> yeah like, he, was, he was a really nice farmer, oh, you know. Yeah. And I photographed him. And it, uh, but the, that little world that was created at that specific time is kind of locked in my head yeah. forever. Yeah. And um, sometimes I wish I could give that the photograph doesn't really it says something yeah but it doesn't say everything no of course not, about no. that moment no it can't do can it did you find that frustrating though uh, you know that you uh, that you will have that you will have uh, uh, been let's say to one of your quarries or you've gone down a um a road and you've seen this uh and there's one shot that you with trees that you've shown recently which is absolutely magnificent. It's a beautiful photograph. Thank you. I don't remember it. Uh, but it's, uh, yeah. I'll show it to you after. Okay. <laughs> but, but it's a beautiful photograph. But uh, that moment, because it doesn't convey everything. Now, a, a, a painter can convey things uh, on canvas mm. that can elicit a great deal of emotion. Surely, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, a photograph doesn't do quite the same no, thing. it's just a it? copy. It's just a copy yeah. of... That's all it is. It's a, a representation. So, in in that respect, does it does it fail? No, not at all. I think it depends. Um, it depends. Who, it depends what the viewer does with it. I suppose. <laughs> you know, I was there, and that's all that matters to me. Right. That's all that matters to me. I was there, and I saw this. I saw this. Whatever it was, and it, it meant enough to me to make a picture. Hmm. But it is if when you really just get down to it, it's just a copy. You know, but. People will disagree with that and say, "Well, they, you know, they, they, they mean so much more." But that's 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 how that's how the other person, the viewer, perceives it. It's up to them to, yes. up to them to make their own minds up about it. It's, yeah. I've done my job. It's up to you now. You know, <laughs> I've done this. Brilliant. You 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 have to do this. You it, it's not a, it's not um. So it's uh, yeah, and that's difficult in this day and age because we are we're so inundated by uh, imagery. Yeah, of course, it's coming yeah. at us from every perceivable angle. That people, because you you notice it when people look at uh, books, uh, especially photographic books, they tend to flick, and they never yeah. they never stay, they never um, hold and and really look no. about what's happening. You watch watch people in galleries looking at photographs; it tends to be very skimmy their yeah, approach. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think people people are nervous of galleries. People are nervous of things that they don't necessarily... I think people are worried about looking stupid. They don't want to look silly. They don't want to ask questions. Right. If in, in a gallery situation... It, is, it, is that something specifically British? Or would you find I think it... that's just humankind, uh, okay. to be fair. Okay. People don't want to... I don't think it's about the answer. I think it's about enjoying the question. You know, I always think, you know, it, it doesn't, you don't necessarily need to work it out, but enjoy the question. Simple as that, really, isn't it? You know, it doesn't, you, you don't have to come to a conclusion about it. There isn't a golden magic rule. And when someone says, well, why don't you explain your work? And someone says, no, it's up to you. It's up to you now. You know, it's up to the, up to the viewer. It's, it, but I, I mean, photography and art can be quite po-faced, I suppose. And, you know, and galleries, I guess, can be quite intimidating places, especially if, especially if you're, Especially if you think you're not supposed to understand it, you know, you're not, I'm not supposed to understand this, you know, but it's all there, it's all there and it's, it's, up, to, it's up to you. And it doesn't matter if you get it right or wrong, there isn't a right or wrong, you, no, you, no. you just, you, you've only got yourself and what's in your head right. to bear upon it, you know, you can't, can't, come, you can't do anything else, you know, there's no right or wrong. No, that's, that's so, so true. However, we all, I guess, as photographers, are looking for some sort of recognition of our work. 
Do you look for recognition or don't you? you know, oh, Christ, I want to be famous. No, no, <laughs> <laughs> no. I don't know. I, I, I like, I like, I like interacting. I like the interaction it brings. If someone engages with you, you work, whether it be negatively or positively, you know, I like, occasionally it's nice to see. I, I, I've, a while ago, maybe a few years ago, I saw myself getting slagged off in real time on a blog. I know and people were really weren't holding back. I really wanted to jump in and have a, so sort of try and defend myself, but I thought I didn't. I didn't at the end of the day. I just I I kind of enjoyed watching watching how other people perceived it, and they would. It was a series of work, except they'd taken one photograph completely out of context, right. and they and the and and the, the typical usual. You know, oh, I don't want to go, rah, 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 I don't understand this. It's you know rubbish, load of rubbish. I, I found it fascinating to watch people in, in real time. That was quite interesting as well. You know, so I, was, <laughs> I sort of sat there and. Try not to be hurt by it, you know. But it's, but then I thought they're strangers, you know. And if I'd if they'd met me, and I'd give, I'd maybe had a chance to explain. Not that I would, but you know, if I'd had a chance, then maybe they'd have got something from it. It was only their limitations, yeah. their own limitations, you know. And I'm, I'm sure in their everyday lives, the yeah, but they might just be a little bit close-minded or a bit frightened, you know, a bit frightened. Maybe a lot of people are scared. A lot of people are scared, aren't they? But recognition, it, it's gonna. If the world's ready for your work, it's ready for your work, you know, and. and Hundred years time, you know, it might happen. I don't know. I, it doesn't. It's. It's. It, but it probably doesn't matter. Right. Do you make plans for the future with your work? I mm, mean, uh, I, I, I mean, you know, because we are dependent these days on having stuff on hard drives and what have you, and you know, uh, we, how will you pass it all on? From an archival point of yes. view. Yes. Um, well, that's an interesting question. Um, I think we're. It'd be interesting to see how the digital media sort of holds up, will it be still be available? I've got a DVD with a, some raw files on. Will that still be usable in 100 years' time? I don't yeah. know. I think negatives, I've got, you know, negatives are another way of looking at it. They're, yeah. they're, they're, they're probably, unless they're, if you keep them correctly or yeah. keep them right, they're going to last, yeah, an awful long time. Absolutely, yeah. I make copies, a lot of copies of things, and I have, you know, <laughs> drop boxes and other cloud stuff. Yeah, I get so befuddled with it, and so I just upload as much as I can, as long as it's somewhere. And even if it was all destroyed in a fire, I just start again. You know, it, 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 it's, it's really, yeah, of course, yeah. really, yeah, definitely, yeah. Oh, I'd be gutted. Don't get me wrong, you know, but people, people ask, you know, what would you take out? if your house, if your house burnt down? What was the first thing you take out? And it wouldn't be my photographs, you know, you know, you save, save yourself. I'd, I'd quite happily let them burn. I'm only saying that. I probably wouldn't. I'd probably be so so bummed out when I got outside. Oh no! Why, why didn't I just grab that hard drive? You know, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I'd, obviously, I'd try and say them, but you know, but stuff like it, it's it's. It, I'm not. I'm. I'm not so fussed if um if it's forgotten about in you know, and completely forgotten. It does. It doesn't matter. I've done it now. I'm doing it now. It's about. It's about. I'm enjoying my time here. Yeah. You know, and yeah. and and expressing myself now, and that's the important thing. Someone gets something from it in hundred years' time, brilliant. But I'll, I'll be dead. I won't give a. I won't care. You know, it right. doesn't matter. That leads on quite nicely. Uh, another bit on your on your website is the last photograph you will take. Now I've told my kids that if I'm <laughs> that if I'm bound to a wheelchair <laughs> and dribbling, but I can actually, uh, I've told them to make a rig on it so I can have a camera, so I can Good actually press idea. the press yeah. the shutter. Well, so uh, the last what, photograph you ever, well, there, there will be one. There will, there will be, be one. one. Yes. The last, you know, 
I mean, it could be anything, the last cigarette I ever smoked, the last cup of tea I ever have, you know, the, yeah. you, you, the list goes on, you know, last, yeah. and there will be a last photograph I ever make, but I, 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 I'm so curious as to what it'll be, you know, it'll probably be an absolute pile of rubbish, but it might be the best one I've ever taken, it might be that I knowingly make the last photograph I ever make, you know, yeah. I think, right, that's it, I've done, I've done. Yeah. Hopefully not. Hopefully not. I can't see that happening yeah. personally, but you never know, do you? It's it's really funny because my, um, uh, both my parents are very elderly. My father's ninety six. My mum's ninety. I have photographed him, but not. I don't think very well. Right. Um, uh, and I tend to avoid rather than photograph. Yeah. And sometimes it takes a lot of guts. I think to photograph something that's passing away oh, of course yeah yeah and it's kind of the same thing with landscape as well there's mm. a there's a piece of land which is a rough piece of land near where i lived in near clantressant which is down the road from here and i uh, there were developers coming in and they were gonna it was gonna be taken away basically and i went to photograph there and i i passed it today right and i saw the disintegration yeah. on the tarmac and the and the big bulldozers yeah. etc in there and it kind of, it, because those photographs, nobody else would have bothered to photograph those areas. And that sort of kind of destruction of, um, and I know it's, you can't stop it. No. And you can't you know, make it go away. It's happened. And I was wondering, are there places that you photograph now that have disappeared, gone away? Um yeah, well, everything's in a everything's in a state of flux. Flux, yeah. flux as it is, I suppose. I mean, I suppose the 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 most recent thing, or the or, or the or the thing that I see most often would probably be if uh, if trees have been cut down, if a forest, if, uh, you know, because there's so many sort of fir tree plantations up where yeah. I live, you know, suddenly um, you go up to the same spot and it'll be a completely different place. Right. Very eerie, very strange when you yeah. when you see a a, a place. That was covered by trees, and then literally a day later, it's it's it looks like a, a you know a, a wasteland. But I, I like that. I don't yeah, mind. No, I, no. I don't mind that at all. No, because there's there there is beauty in the yeah, detail of, course, of what's yeah, happened yeah. as well. I don't, you can put as many wind farms as you like. Put as many motorways. It doesn't it, that you know. Okay, you're getting into a different sort of ecological issue, but you know, it, 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 I don't. I, I like. I like that evolution of landscape. You know, things have to decay and things have to be pulled down, and you. I can understand the nostalgia, you know, especially if it's somewhere, perhaps when you played when you were a child yeah. and, you know, you, you go and visit your old school and it's no longer there, you know. I understand that. It's yeah. like, you know, well, but but revisiting those places as a child, it's really strange to say that because I photographed, um, there's a uh, cromlech uh, in uh, Pembrokeshire oh. uh, called uh, Pentre Ivan, which is a very famous cromlech. It's beautiful. And I photographed that as a child uh, with an Instamatic camera. And I went back and what I thought was... Huge, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of yeah, it's a lot smaller than a it used lot to be. smaller than it used to be, like Mars bars, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's like, <laughs> you know, it's funny how things. And I photograph from exactly the same spot. Oh, that's fascinating. That's interesting, and yeah. that's an interesting yeah, yeah. thing to do as well. And I've been revisiting lots of places that I used to play as a child. Yeah, and um, I did some pinhole stuff actually um, uh, because I used to. There was a small, small hill, really, overlooking the sea. And I used to go there as a, a five, six-year-old mm. child on my own, Yeah, bizarrely. Uh, but not really. Sitting in places where I knew I sat. Yeah, yeah. And taking And taking pinholes because they give you that 
that ethereal look and yeah. they give you that sort of uh, dream. Of course, yeah, thing. yeah. Well, I can understand you trying. I mean, perfectly understand because you, if you're lucky, you've had if you've had a, a nice childhood. That's when you felt the safest. So it's natural yeah. as a, and a, as an adult, you want to re, recreate that that feeling of happiness, that yeah. safeness. But I suppose with the, um, I don't know. Children see everything and nothing, and yeah. as as a adult you start to lose that so I, I i completely understand trying to go back and recapture that childlike looking at everything with a sense of wonder my, i've got a three-year-old boy yeah. and i bought him a camera digital camera for christmas right. you know and I, at the end of each day i was absolutely fascinated by what he'd taken i, I grabbed the camera off him you know and, you know he'd gone to bed and i'd look through his pictures yeah. of what he thought was important and some of the things he'd like to see everything in you know everything and nothing and I love that that childlike that childlike wonder of the world. I suppose you know as you get older, you, you do lose it. There's no getting around it. You do, but I, I suppose you're always trying to get it back, you know, or or, or remembering it. But I, I completely understand what you mean about because yeah. there's something nice about you know. But, uh, there's places in the pictures I went with my father when I was a little boy. Yeah. There's a there was a I was telling I was chatting about it last night oddly, but there's a there's a bridge. And as I remember, there was, a, there was a sheep's head underneath the bridge, and I remember prodding it with a stick, like you do, like children want to do. But I'd, I'd found this bridge again, and I didn't realise it was the same bridge, and I stood there for perhaps 15 minutes or so, um, and I didn't know why. I'd, I wasn't moving. I just didn't want to move from the spot. And I'd slowly begun to dawn on me, this this was that bridge that I spent time with my father at. And, you know, my my, my brain was sort of screaming at me that this was, but I wasn't listening to it, you know, I wasn't listening. But I, I realised after, after like 15 minutes or so, I realised why I, why I just couldn't seem to move away from there. I thought, yeah, this is that bridge, this, you know. And instantly I was transported back, you know, those memories sort of filled with food. No, you know, I mean, smell's an evocative memory, mm. memory jigger, isn't it? Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. Tar is a big yeah, thing yeah. in my mind because they used to, they used to yeah, tar, tar the road and they used to throw chippings all over it. But they'd kind of melt into this tar. Yeah, wonderful and, smell. and singing uh, telegraph uh, wires as well. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? They really, they really yeah. are evocative to me. Creosote, pine yeah. needles, you know. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you're always looking back to you. It's, if it was a happy one, you know, I'm blessed with a happy childhood, thankfully, you know, and again, you're sort of lucky in that way. But I like, um, I do like the thought of um, zipping back occasionally and just trying to, just trying to sort of connect with your, it's, I think it's, you have to, with photography has to be playful as well. Yeah. You have to play and you, and because that's, with, with play, that's how you learn. That's how you, yeah. you know, as adults, you forget how to play, yeah. you know, but, uh, you know, having a child forces you to start yes. to learn to play again, I was I was amazed how how difficult I found it at first. Is learning how to play again. I mean, uh, you know, and then before you know, it, you're playing Hulk and Spider Man go shopping or something. You know, and you're quite happy to do it. And it's it's the strangest thing in the world, strangest thing in the world. But you're quite happy to do it. But I like that. I think it's it's very interesting that you went back to same places yeah. and and imagine that that connection with your past, sitting in the same place again. Yeah, because I think a lot of things are very circular. I like yeah, very yeah. circular, you know. Yeah. And um, we keep on returning, of course, yeah, to places. Um, uh, um, and on that kind of theme, then, uh, are you a spiritual person? I don't like. I'm. I'm not a fan of the. I'm not a fan of that word. I don't. I think it's it's tricky to it's tricky to tricky one to answer that one. I'm not religious in any way, no. you know. Um, I suppose I think as deeply as the next man about the world. Maybe maybe more. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. It's like those late night conversations you suddenly had with people when you've had a, you've had enough beer to kill a rhino. You know, you 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 end up end up in these these 
these sort of bizarre diatribes with people about them. I've had a few this weekend. It's been very, very odd. But I, 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 I'm no, I'm, I can't claim to be a, a, a spiritual person. But it depends what you mean by that. It's a strange. Well, it's it's, it's like uh, being able to it, when you're out in the landscape. Mm. It, it's because uh, it, the search, I suppose. For me, from my point yeah, of view, yeah. is searching for that essence. That, well, the connection, I suppose. And that connection, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. In, in that sense, I suppose. I'm, I, you know, you, 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 we're part of it, you know. Yeah. We're part of it. We're part of the... And, and, and you know, the, the world and the universe. The world's round, you know. It's a round place, you know. Yeah, and people yeah. often seem to forget that. But, <laughs> yeah, they, 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 you... Getting back to that, you know, you, you 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 want that connection with the place. You know, you, there's certain places you do feel a connection with, especially like you said with the, with the childhood things. Yes. You know, there's that there's that very very deep, deep connection with it. You know, that, that that bridge. I'll always remember that bridge. You know, and I'll always go back then. I'll always think of my father. I'll always think of that day. You know. Yeah. And the load. You know, you know, it's like going back to your hometown after years yeah, away. Yeah, uh, because I found a, a place where I used to go as a child, and I used to stay in this farm house. Uh, which is quite a large farm mm. and a very large farmhouse. When I went back, um, uh, it's now uh, actually falling to bits. Mm. Uh, it's part of a larger farm, and they've not bothered with the right. with anything there. Yeah. So all the the roof is caving in, and there's general destruction and um, change, I yeah, suppose. Yeah. And so uh, you know, and I was approaching it as a sixty three year old man. And when you approach things like that and you start to see things like that and uh, things starting to fall apart, yeah. it, the, the equation and the and that mirror yeah, of yeah. yourself becomes really, uh, uh, it's really uh, pronounced yeah. and really focused. Yeah. It's almost, uh, it, it becomes a very emotional experience. Of course, yeah, yeah. And so photographing that kind of um, stuff... Um, it would probably mean nothing to anybody else other than it's well, it's just another farm building falling down. Yeah, oh, it depends. I think I think the people, if you're looking, if if you're interested in that sort of thing, you know, if I see an if I see an old bit, uh, there's an old building I, I happened upon fairly recently, an old farmhouse as it happens, mm. and that was just from wandering, just one of my aimless wanders. Mm. And I came across this old farmhouse, and um, it just so happened. Um, uh, a few times after that, I'd went. I'd I'd revisited because I, I found it such a a beautiful, quiet place to be. I never saw anyone there. And one day I saw a chap there, sort of in his maybe sort of sixties, seventies. I don't know. We both sort of looked at each other and said, "What are you doing here?" You know. Well, yeah, we 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 both obviously go there to be alone. And uh, yeah. but after after a typical northern man standoff, you know, where um, we sort of begrudgingly sort of edged nearer to each other and 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 eventually got talking. And he was a wealth of knowledge about the place. He made it sing for me. This entire building became something totally different because he knew, he knew the people. Um, he had the detailed history about the people who lived there. This was a farm um, uh, where um, it was near some uh, a flooded valley. People had made um, the, the the valley was flooded. Maybe I think I can't remember. One hundred and twenty years ago. And all the farms were subsequently dismantled and moved away. But this one was still there because there was, no, there was no road, no road up to it. So this this building was still here. And there had been a farm there in the 16th century. So you kind of walk around. I knew it was old, but I had no idea that, you know. And so you're walking around and you're just trying to imagine the people who worked there, what sort of lives they had, the memories. And I believe, I truly believe, you know, it's it, it was like sitting there and trying to listen to ghosts. You know, you just, you know, like I said before, the dead sing songs and you're trying to learn to listen. So you sort of sit there and you imagine the people and try and make that connection. You know, okay, the long dead, you're never going to really know them. No. 
but they were there. And so I'd, you, you kind of having to make it up in your head and try and imagine what these people were like and imagine that connection. And, and I want that connection with people, you know, living or dead. It's, it's, it's important. But the, the only thing that's left are these, these sort of shelves of buildings. So you just have to sit there and absorb it, absorb the... But it was it, it very interesting to meet someone who knew something about it. And just a half an hour conversation with him changed this place dramatically, you know. It turns out he lives up the road from me. Like, as you do, you know, you, <laughs> of course you... Did meet... you photograph him? No, I, I only had, that's the down. I only had, um, I, I'd gone up to do some solographs. I was going to try and put some solographs up around the place. And, and but I never did. It, it just didn't work. It wasn't the right place to do it. So I didn't, um, I, um, I didn't, I didn't photograph him, no. But I did, I kind of, I just enjoyed talking to him. It was just beautiful to talk to someone. And then we, you know, we so, so he, he was telling me he, he brought his um, grandson up there. And I like that. I really, really like the fact he brought his grandson up there, his fourteen-year-old grandson, and they made fires and they sat there and they enjoyed the place together. It was, it was so important. It was, and, and he experienced it in a completely different way than I would. You know, he had that connection with his grandson. And his grandson, when he goes back there, he might take his own grandchildren there, and the, it'll continue. That that story will continue. And I love that. That's continuation. So there's always hope. There's always hope. The next generation will find it. The next generation of people will, will go and do something. You know, the future looks sort of dark at the moment, doesn't it? But it's where the next generation are going to, I suppose, take take the light, as it were. You know, yeah. yeah. So that, that that you know, when you see a crumbling building, okay, it's crumbled and the people are dead, but people are going to enjoy it in different ways. You know, so there's always hope. There's always hope. It continues. It just continues, and it's comforting to know that as well, isn't it? Yeah. I, I I have to concur with your philosophy. It's absolute joy uh, listening to you speak about. It's not just, it's not photography really, is it? It's a way of, oh well, it's a way of life. That, you just happen yeah. to have a camera with you, That's I right. suppose, you yeah. know. It, it's a way, it, it's, it's, it's a device that I can make sense of the world with, you know, I suppose in a way. Yeah. I suppose. I mean, it might be something else, you know, it's easier than carting around a paintbrush and easel, isn't it? You know, much easier. <laughs> less of a, less of a hassle. Uh, you've talked about the, um, uh, that, um, um, I would agree with you that all photographers are very insular and we are very sort of in our little bubble. Of course, yeah. Um, but yeah, you've uh, recently um, started a uh, collective. We have. And what, with what purpose? I suppose, I suppose the four of us involved. I don't, I don't, I, I, I suspect we just never really found we fit in anywhere. And I think if you want to do something, no one's going to do it for you. You know, we're not in any club, so we kind of have to make our own. <laughs> it's quite petulant, really, I suppose. You know, we, you're not going to be in our, you know, no, you can't be in our club. But so we'll, we'll make our own club. You know, make our own little little group. But we, we we all have we all have similar ideas about the way landscape photography, specifically landscape photography, can be used to tell stories to mean something more than photographing the weather. You know, a lot of people seem to photograph the weather, which is fine if you, if you want to do that. But I'm just, you know, Rob and Steve and Joe and I, the, the four people involved, aren't particularly interested in that. It, it, it's we want it. We want it to be something different. And it, and I like the thought of a collective. It gives it gives you some some support and a little bit of critique and some feedback about work. But we want to we want to include. We want it wants to be an open tent. You know, it doesn't want to be po faced. It, it wants to be, want to be open and inviting. 
you know it wants to be a it should be a beautiful thing it should be about community and about love and about respect and in and making a community of photographers you know male female it doesn't matter you know we want we want your work we want to see your work send us your work you know show us what you're interested in make make it sing for us you know and if people are looking for this collective what's it called it's called inside the outside Look it out on Twitter, guys. Look it on Twitter. Look at it. You know, that that uh, the catchy title was hammered out in a pub in London after many many beers. So, could, just have a look at the work. Have a look at the work on the site. And we we, we start to ask certain people. You know, we next month we have a photographer called Jackie Booth, who's going to show us um, some of her work. She's the first person, aside from the four of us, to to show work on the on the on the site. So we're really looking forward to that. So she's done some writing, some sort. So you know, I'll I'll be tweeting that, and there's the Facebook page. So um, yeah, see the links. Thank you very much, Al. It's been an absolute pleasure. No, thank you. Thank you. All right. Excellent.